Worship is a choice that we must make, whether we feel like it or not. Worship is a response to who God is, and it's never birthed in our feelings, but always springs from simply knowing Him. This is Carol McLeod, and as always, I am honored and delighted that you have joined me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. In this Bible study, we're learning how to be defiantly joyful Christians. We're learning how to embrace a joy that is so strong and so pervasive that it literally defies our life circumstances. Today, we're going to start by talking about the power of worship in your life. You know, worship is not based on your feelings. Worship is not a response of your emotions. So many times in life when we're depressed or discouraged, worship is what we actually actually need to get us out of swamp-based living. The channel through which we allow him to heal our emotional pain is the choice to worship from our hearts. You know, as I worship the Lord, my heart and my mind always goes back to the simplicity of Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. That's why I can worship when my life is falling apart and when I do not like and would not have chosen my circumstances. I worship because I serve a good God who's well able to take the pain and the trauma of my life and work it together for my highest good and for His greatest glory. Now, I can worship a God like that, can't you? You know, as we hunker down into the truth of Romans 8, 28, this is what we understand. Bad events can actually become good for those who love the Lord. Bad can become good when we worship with our spirit and with our whole heart. This is what I have learned in my life. Worship will change your heart. Worship will revolutionize the person that you are. Worship will protect your heart as you experience storms in your earthly life. So we've learned about the difference between a soul and a spirit. So the question we must ask is this, why in the world did God give us a soul? Why did God give us a soul? Was it to torment us, to make us unhappy? No, that's not the reason at all. Your soul was meant to turn your earthly existence into heaven on earth because you were made to desire the things that God desires. You were made to channel your passions toward the heartbeat of God himself. Will you do it? Worship will do it for you. When you worship in spite of pain, when you worship even when you don't feel like it, your soul joins in the glorious symphony of praise to God the Father. I love the truth that's found in Psalm 86, verses 11 and 12. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. Perhaps this is a good prayer for you and for me today. God, unite 
my heart. Bring my heart under your authority. Don't let my heart be scattered. Don't let my heart go in a thousand different directions. But Lord, take my heart and channel it to pure worship. Give my heart focus. Control my heart, Father, and bring me into your presence where there is always fullness of joy. You know, as we learn God's ways and God's truth through the study of the Word of God, our heart becomes united. There will no longer be a civil war in your soul, but your heart will have razor-like focus and will only be attentive to the things and the promises of God. Your heart, your desires, your passions will have one purpose and one purpose alone, to glorify God, your Father. You will no longer be glorifying self or focused on things of self. You will, with your emotions and your desires, join in with your spirit to this grand and glorious symphony of worship. Will you do it? So Defiant Joy is a Bible study that's going to help us defy our natural emotions. And we're learning all sorts of practical ways in which to do it. The last thing that we looked at was worship and the power of worship in a human soul. I don't know about you, but often I am guilty of having knee-jerk reactions to life. Are you? Somebody hurts my feelings, so I reel in human pain. I don't have enough money to pay my bills, so I become worry and fretful. All these things are called knee-jerk reactions to life. Some of us allow the little things in life to rob us of our joy. When people don't live up to our expectations, we want to throw in the towel on that particular relationship. When we don't get our own way, we become a human pool of selfishness and of self-focused livings. Now, other times, I will admit, it is tragedy that causes us to spiral toward depression. And that's why we study the Word of God, because we're living in the war zone of planet Earth. And we must have the tools, we must have the weapons of warfare that lift us above those knee-jerk reactions to life so we can live in a place of hope and joy even when we're dealing with human pain. The Bible principles that we discover only in the Word of God will help us indeed conquer the little things in life. The Bible principles that we discover when we open the Word of God will help us cushion our reaction to the tragic. The Bible will help you step over the mundane and continue to help you breathe through the trauma of life. You know, in my life, I have discovered that joy is not just one choice, but it's thousands of little choices that I make throughout the course of a day of my life. One thing that I've discovered is that our lives in the 21st century can be all about pretense if we're not careful. Our lives can be so about the temporary and so not about the eternal 
if we do not guard our hearts. Our lives can be about looking good and smelling good and making a good appearance and losing weight and living the right way and and living in our dream home and buying our dream car and using the right vocabulary. If we're focused on the wrong things in life, we can spend hours and a great percentage of our paychecks on the temporary things in life. But life must be so much more than this if you really want to be a defiantly joyful Christian. We must discover that there is no power in appearance. But where is the power in life? Power comes when we prepare to partner with God in living a defiantly joyful life. Let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. These are very familiar scriptures for most of you, but these fighting scriptures are going to help us reclaim and keep the joy that has been given to us. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, as Paul wrote these verses, he was in prison in Rome. So this means that 24-7, Paul was chained by the wrist to a Roman soldier. Night and day, the soldier was there to ensure that Paul would not be able to escape. Now, knowing Paul and the type of man that he was, he had probably built a relationship with the soldiers who were assigned to him. Let me tell you a little bit about a Roman soldier and the army in which he served. Now, if you were a soldier in the Roman army, you fought, but also you built defenses, you built walls and forts and encampments in order to keep the enemy out. A Roman soldier would tend the wounded. A Roman soldier built and maintained a network of roads in the Roman Empire. A Roman soldier made sure that the Roman Empire was an empire of progress, a culture of progress. The Roman army was a feared force. They were not the Boy Scouts of ancient Rome, but they were Navy SEALs. They were the 82nd Airborne. These soldiers were well-disciplined and well-trained. The Roman soldiers won their battles as much from their staying power as by their courage. They had to be strong and fit. Now, at its finest hour, the Roman army was inconquerable. They were disciplined, they were hardworking, and they had experienced 
efficient training. The speed at which they learned new tactics was nothing less than extraordinary. And so the words of Paul come rocketing through the centuries to all of us who are living in the Western world today. Paul's words on how to live life pierce our culture and decimate what we see on TV and read about in magazines. If you want to live with power, if you want to embrace defiant joy, you must have the battle weapons of a soldier in the Roman army. We must win our battles by staying power and by courage. We must be spiritually fit and well-trained. We must build spiritual walls around our hearts and emotions in order to keep the enemy out. I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we learn some more about what our weapons of warfare truly are. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www. JustJoyMinistries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at Carol at JustJoyMinistries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.